it's Marley from the Energy Boutique with your energy and ascension forecast for Sunday, January 8th to Saturday, January 14th. So last week we ushered in 2023. We definitely felt that shift as we entered into a new spiritual life lesson, the vibration of seven. If you haven't listened to the 2023 energy forecast that I put out for the whole entire year, I recommend you go do that. I'm a little bit disappointed with how many views I've been able to get on those particular videos. I'm not sure if it's just not interesting or if YouTube is trying to kind of deter me from speaking the truth and laying it out the way that, you know, us truthers need to do in order to prepare everybody for the year to come. It's a huge year in our evolution. And of course, I tried my best to break it down into manageable bite-sized pieces However, I feel like, again, that content is being restricted from the public eye, even my subscribers that have signed up for all notifications of all new content did not receive notifications of that whole freaking playlist. Super frustrating. I would definitely recommend that if you haven't taken a listen to it, that you do, and that you kind of go back to it as we move throughout the year and just kind of see how the energies are lining up for you. We had Venus shift into Aquarian energy, giving us a little bit of a lighter vibration and frequency to work with, uh, definitely compared to all of that Capricorn energy. And of course, we were building towards the full moon in Cancer, our very first full moon of 2023 in her place of power in Cancer energy at 16 degrees, halfway through this moon in Cancer cycle that we started about a year, year and a half ago, that we will continue developing as as the next year kind of plays out and unfolds. That full moon in Cancer, we're still sitting in that energy. I have a lot to say about that. I'll get to that in just a second. But first, what do we got going on this week? Well, this week is going to be a major shift. And of course, if you've listened to the January energy forecast to your zodiac forecast for the month, you would know that Mars goes direct. Thank goodness for that. We have spent quite a long time in this Gemini energy, quite a long time in a retrograde since October 30th, to be exact. Of course, we're going to continue to sit in this Gemini energy for a couple more weeks to come. However, going direct is always a great thing. We get to move out of this internalized journey of the intellectual battlefield that Mars has been sitting in, and we actually get to take action. We get to move forward. We get to initiate something. Now, what that may be, well, you'll have to reflect on what it is you've been torn about, where it is that you've been feeling pulled in two different directions, where it is that you've been on the fence with certain ideas, certain passion projects, certain paths, certain directions, certain choices. Mars going direct is going to give us a little bit of a burst of energy. We get our physical energy back. We get a little bit of clarity on our passions, on our excitement, on our new desires. And where the pursuit of happiness is unfolding for us to be aggressive, to actually go after. Now, keep in mind that we have Mercury still in a retrograde. Mercury will be following suit and going direct here on the 18th. And we are gifted with a very short but very opportunistic time in order to make some moves, take action, even if it's wrapping up things from the past and cleaning the slate in order for us to move forward. We are going to see a considerable amount of progress take place mid-month. And just so that you're prepared 
we are going to reach a high high. We are going to see a lot of movement and then things are going to stall out and things are going to get boring again. Things are going to go back to a void again. Why is that? Well, because we're in the very last section, this last chapter of the astrological calendar where we shouldn't be taking action at all. This is about rest. It's about reflection. It's about realignment, recalibration. It's just lucky that the stars have agreed to give us a little bit of a opportunistic window of time to take a little bit of action to make a little bit of a move just so that we're not completely stalled out completely blocked completely challenged and hopefully this little burst of energy will be just what we need in order to get inspired once again Besides Mars going direct this week, we do have our buildup to the last quarter moon in Libran energy. If you are a moon guide subscriber and you have been taking a peek at our lunar cycle here this month, you would know that the last quarter moon in Libran energy gives us a beautiful opportunity to balance the scales a little bit, to get back on the same page, to get our heart and our head in alignment to definitely take a look at where it is our lives have been a little bit chaotic, have been a little bit extreme. And of course, we are going to attempt to find a middle grounding point once again. So of course, that is always a very welcomed energy. So before I jump into the ascension symptoms for this week, I do want to cover a little bit of homework. And that homework always begins with a thank you. I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for liking, for commenting, for subscribing. I want to thank you for all the love, for all of the support. I want to thank those of you that did tune in to the 2023 Energy Forecast, all of those different parts really laying out the landscape of what 2023 is going to be for us. I want to thank you for listening to the January Energy Forecast, to the Zodiac Forecast, if you have been been so eagerly ready to download. And of course, for my Patreon subscribers, you would have accessed all 12 of those Zodiac forecasts over on Patreon as glitchy and as frustrating as it may be at this particular time. I also want to thank you for downloading your moon guide. I was super encouraged to see how many people are starting this brand new year off right by doing the inner work needed to make sure that we are all in alignment. I want to thank you so much for doing the deep dive in your own personal development. I also want to take this moment to apologize. I did promise that coming into 2023, I was going to be offering monthly workbooks, monthly work guides, so we could kind of move through the energy all together. And I'm still working on them. I kind of bit off a little bit more than I can chew, to be honest with you. And of course, they're not ready for download yet, but I will be prepared to hopefully announce their downloads throughout the course of this week. And hopefully it will be worth the wait. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about, I want to go on a little bit of a rant on why I rescheduled the Ascension forecast again. So first of all, let me just thank you for tuning in here on Saturday afternoon, my normal live chat usually takes place Friday evenings. For those of you that are used to having Friday night date night with me, I do apologize once again for canceling, for rescheduling. But here's the thing. 
First of all, as many of you know, I have made a major move. I'm in a totally different reality, a totally different world. And because of that, I'm going to have to take a look at some of the structures, foundations, routines, habits that I've been in and see which ones still work and which ones do not. Now, as far as the Friday night live chat goes, I'm kind of experimenting with whether or not that's continuing to work for me or not, not locking in to saying, yep, we're canceling it or yep, we're moving to Saturdays. However, I just want to be a little bit transparent with the fact that I will be experimenting back and forth between Fridays and Saturdays. If you want to drop me a a line in the comments, let me know which day you would prefer. Of course, that would be a great help as well. But, you know, we're talking about a full moon. We're talking about a full moon in Cancer. And cancer energy is about, you know, what worked for us, the foundations that we've built and recognizing where it is that certain aspects of our lives may be sucking the essential life force energy out of us and where it is that we try to kind of overcommit to make other people happy. And we talk about, you know, recognizing where we kind of have to pull back and nurture ourselves and do what is right for us. And a lot of that has been playing on me. First of all, you know, cancer energy, very connected to the home, connected to the family dynamic, connected to foundation of where it is that we feel emotionally safe and emotionally secure. And of course, as I spoke about on my Patreon, you know, these energies manifest in multiple different ways. And I am using this particular opportunity not to justify or, you know, give excuses of why it is that I've been, you know, kind of tweaking uh, the schedule. But I want to use my own experience to kind of, you know, lay it out for you on how these energies can impact your life. And hopefully by being a little bit transparent using my own experiences, you'll be able to kind of see where in your own life this particular energy is kind of manifesting for you. So, of course, when we're talking about cancer energy, we're talking about the home. Well, I can check that off. I just made a pretty dramatic shift in my home. I am adapting to a brand new home in a brand new different province that comes with a brand new set of experiences, both positive and negative. It has been a super hard adjustment, but we are slowly but surely settling in. But nonetheless, my home has been impacted. The family dynamics within the home, of course, is a cancer theme. And I have had a lot of revolving relationships change due to this particular move. Now I've moved closer to some individuals and further away from others. And to be honest with you, I feel like I have kind of rejoined civilization. I, for the past four or five years, have left kind of lived in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere, with no one, with nothing, and didn't see a whole lot of people. Well, let me just say in my new place, I've seen more people since I moved in in this short amount of time than I did probably for the last four years combined. So it's been a little bit, I'm going to say, overstimulating. And not that it's a bad thing. It's just an adjustment on, again, energy management. 
So when we also talk about the cancer energy, we talk about the mother role. And, you know, I've had a huge amount of manifestation of that in my life because I actually made the major move that I made in order to be closer to my mother and to other family members. And, you know, we're working on that relationship and that's a new thing in my life. But, you know, the mother role doesn't necessarily come by looking at your mother. It comes by looking at yourself as well. And, you know, even if you are a man, you have the mother role within you, you have a mother, and you yourself have a mother role of nurturing of wanting to take care of wanting to protect of wanting to just do right by the people that you love, and do right for the people that you love. That is the mother role, right? The mother bear role, if you will. And, you know, we're, we're talking about a lot of the past because cancer energy is connected to the past and, you know, Mercury is retrograde right now. So there's a lot of reflection back on the past. And yesterday was the one year anniversary of me losing my girl, Taya. Um, if you listened to me this time last year, you would have been a blubbering mess because I literally cried for like, I think a week straight and it was hard to kind of mask in my recordings. Um, but it was a, it was, it was a hard time, you know, 14 and a half year relationship, probably the best and longest relationship I ever had. You know, I, I am unable to have children after I had my, you know, whole near death experience and, and pregnancy loss. So my dogs have become my children. And uh, I was full of emotions, kind of recognizing where it is that I lost that, you know, motherly role with my girl Taya. And of course, you know, celebrating, I don't know if you can use that celebrating, that word is just horrible. Memorializing maybe is a better word. Um, the one year death anniversary of when your heart shattered and broke into a million pieces that I'm still not sure will ever be put together in a way that could be stated as wholeness. Um, however, those topics and themes were, you know, in my face and in my heart space. And we've been talking about the full moon, you know, bringing up a lot of the emotions repressed or unconscious that we didn't even know we still had. And a lot of that is because many of us have been in survival mode, especially over the past, I'm going to say two years or so, uh, three years, technically, since the Great Awakening, um, you know, it, it becomes a lot, it becomes very pressurized in your chest space, it has a huge impact on your stomach. Um, not even to mention the fact that, you know, cancer energy is about nurturing. So how it is that we're taking care of ourselves? Well, as many of you know, I, uh, I have to get injections for a lot of my vitamins and minerals because I have a very dysfunctional human body here after my near death experience. It just doesn't work right. I've been able to heal certain aspects of my physical body, but I am not able to kind of, you know, digest food or, you know, take the essential vitamins and nutrients out of that food. Food, as much as I love it, is actually my worst enemy here. And, you know, it really sucks um, because where I used to live, I had all of my health care uh, covered by the province. And I used to have nurses come into my home um, who I made great friendships with, who 
definitely invoked a lot of tears when I had to say goodbye. Um, but it was a pretty, pretty good system for me, somebody who is very hesitant to even wanting to admit that I need medical care or medical help at all. It was a pretty well oiled machine. So to make the dramatic move that I've already made into a new province where it's a totally different health system altogether, I was a little bit nervous about having to go outside of the home and meet new, you know, pharmacists, doctors, nurses, set up a new routine um, for for all of my medical needs. And that definitely, you know, played on my nerves. I def- I went and got my first round of treatment on Thursday and it absolutely kicked my ass and kind of put me in a situation to be couch bound for the last couple of days. And, you know, when you get all of that screaming at you in your physical body and the emotions of the past screaming at you in your emotional body and a lot of the memories flooding back from the mental part of your body and being absolutely just beyond exhausted in your spiritual body, well, that doesn't leave a whole lot of room, a whole lot of energy uh, to kind of pick yourself up when you need to pick yourself up. So what I realized uh, over the course of this week is that, guess what? I need to do something for myself. I need to give myself a little bit of a break here. And so I woke up yesterday morning and the first thing on my head is, oh my goodness, I don't have the energy to do the Ascension forecast tonight. Oh my goodness, they're going to be so disappointed. Oh my goodness, it's not a very good start to the year. And what I realized is, is that none of that had anything to do with my needs. And what I needed was to curl up in a ball in a fetal position and curl up on the couch and stare off into space or stare into mindless movies in order to distract myself from the physical pain, the physical discomfort that my body was going through, the emotional pain and discomfort that my emotional self was going through, the mental pain and discomfort that my mental state was going through. And of course, spiritually speaking, I'm a little bit angry with the universe. I have a lot to be grateful for, so don't get me wrong that way. But, you know, if you've been with me for any amount of time, you would know that I lost seven people over the course of last year. And we're entering into a brand new year where all the firsts are going to happen. And it starts with, you know, the loss of my girl, Taya. And, you know, it's hitting me pretty hard that it's been a year. And it's amazing to me how fast a year can go by, but how slow it can be at the same time. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of firsts this year. The first year without my girl, you know, four days from now, I would have lost my best friend's over the course of the last year. And, you know, I'm just looking at 2023, knowing that it's going to be a year of blossoming, a year of change, but also knowing that it's going to be a pretty hard year of recognizing that, you know, we've lived a whole year without some of the most pivotal, important people in my life to share it with. And that is a very sobering effect. And to be quite honest with you, you know, I've spoke about this over the last couple of weeks, just because of the energy shift that we're in right now, we're shifting out of that survival mode. And we have to process a lot of the pain, a lot of the trauma, a lot of the grief that we have, you know, essentially just been in survivor mode trying to process, which means that we're not processing it at all, which means it's going to flood back, which means it's going to put us in a state of paralysis, which means that it's not going to feel so good, which means that we have to be open and we have to, you know, acknowledge where 
these thoughts, these memories, these emotions are coming up for our acknowledgement, for our processing once again, for our integration, because the last thing we want to do is cast them aside and disrupt our wholeness. And again, it's a very challenging time when your heart is just shattered and broken in so many pieces when reflecting back over the past and the challenges and obstacles and hardships that we've all had to endure. It's hard to really recognize the fact that we have to work very hard to make sure that even in a state of heaviness and pain and grief and sadness, that we try to at least stay in a state of wholeness, which is very, very hard. Wholeness means that you are incorporating and integrating each part of you, whether it is broken, fragmented, or in a whole state, a whole piece. And that might mean that, you know, your state of wholeness this year looks totally different than who you were last year. And that's okay, too, because we're constantly changing. We're constantly evolving. But we have to be aware of it. And I have been... I'm going to say too aware of it over the course of this past week, Um, just realizing where it is that, you know what, I I don't want to be strong. I can be strong if I want to, but I don't really want to be strong right now. I want to be raw. I want to be real. I want to be vulnerable. And that's what that, you know, cancer energy is also about. We have a tendency to be a little bit defensive in this energy because we are hypersensitive. We are raw. We are vulnerable. And you know what? That's okay, too. But I realized that, you know, there is a strength in vulnerability, just as much of a strength as me, you know, this time last year, choking literally on my heartbreak and on my tears just to deliver an energy forecast so that I didn't let other people down. And yes, that was a sign of strength at that time. It's what I needed to do to not totally get lost in the dark abyss that was trying to swallow me whole. But you know what? This year I realized that There's a strength in being vulnerable. There's a strength in declaring that, you know what, I don't want to be strong. I just want to curl up in a ball right now. There's a strength in saying, you know what, I do have a job to do by, you know, trying to keep up my routine and and connect with you guys on a regular basis. But at the same time, that isn't really taking care of my needs. It's taking care of other people's needs. And, you know, this cancer energy is supposed to show us where it is that we've been overextending ourselves in order to make other people happy and where it is that we've been cutting ourselves short. And of course, you know, not leaving ourselves with a whole lot of water in that cup that should be full and overflowing with happiness and joy and nourishment. So I decided, like I said, to take the night off and I did Uh, I did. I curled up into a ball and I waited out the thoughts and the memories and the emotions and the physical discomfort and, you know, got lost in stupid Netflix and stared out the window and really did some deep contemplation and acknowledging of some of the thoughts and memories and emotions that I've been working too hard to try and avoid. And this, my friends, is a prime example of shadow work. And so what I would say to you is to take a good look at this past week and to take a good look at your own life and to take a good look at how the full moon and cancer energy manifested in your life and, you know, step back and see where it is that we maybe have to reorganize and restructure some things. It's a great time for that. Mercury and Mars are retrograde. And we're going to have a prime opportunity here moving forward to make some adjustments 
to make sure that we're feeling good. And, you know, with Venus being in Aquarius right now, experimenting is the name of the game, especially when it comes to our happiness, to our joy, to taking care of ourselves, to recognizing our own worth, our own value, to taking a good look at the relationship dynamics with you, with the rest of the world and where it is that you're actually feeling stabilized, safe and secure in your place in the world. And if you're not, well, then that's a very good framework to actually start with, to start working with, to examine, to experiment with and see what else you can come up with. Because the name of the game is happiness, is health, is wellness. And we have to get a little bit real, a little bit raw, a little bit vulnerable with ourselves in order to actually acknowledge that. So that is my rant about why I changed the Ascension forecast to Saturday. And you know what, I reach a different demographic of people on Saturdays, especially midday. Um, it's always good to connect with new energies that are unable to kind of tap into the regular Friday evening live chat. Um, so regardless of whether you prefer Fridays or Saturdays, I just want to thank you for being here, for sharing your energy, for sharing your time, your attention, uh, for being present, and for, of course, all the love and support that you show my way. So with that homework rant out of the way, let's jump into the ascension symptoms that we will be experiencing throughout the course of this week. So, of course, the exhaustion is likely to continue. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't have energy at any point of the day. But what I would say is, is there's likely more low and slow, heavy, heavy exhaustion than there is high perks of energy. And again, a lot of that is because we still very much are in Capricorn season. And we're still, as I speak, in the full moon realm of existence as well, which makes things a little bit full, a little bit heavy, a little bit weighted. Now, the sleep issue that comes with the state of exhaustion is always pretty interesting because one would think that if you're absolutely exhausted that you would be sleeping all the time and sleeping very deep and sleeping very well. Well, I don't know about y'all. You can drop me a line in the comments, but as exhausted as I am, I am not sleeping very well at all. I have interrupted, disrupted sleep, tossing and turning, uh, dreamscapes that are just disturbing. A lot of that is because of the unconscious emotions, the repressed emotions coming back into our awareness for acceptance, for acknowledgement, for processing, for integration. Sleep just isn't fun. I wait for sleep all day and then I get in bed and I might have maybe like an hour, maybe two hours if I get lucky of like legit sleep. And then the rest is just like this waste of time, essentially. Um, so I feel like the sleep disruption is just a lot of I'm going to say inner processing because we are in a reflective state, a recalibration state right now. So, you know, we have to consider the fact that the, the cancer energy is also generational. And it doesn't just mean the generation of your DNA that's alive and well walking the earth right now. Like we're going back to our original ancestors here. And that's why we're kind of, you know, having a hard time and why we need to be exhausted because it keeps the physical body at a lower state of activity. And we need that lower state of activity in order for the energetic light codes to be overwritten. And if you follow me on Patreon, you would know that we had a pretty serious blackout on the Schumann resonance due to some of the solar flares popping off of the sun conveniently and coincidentally, if you will, aligned with the full moon ancestral magic of this cancer energy. 
And, you know, it's all pretty connected, all pretty interesting, except for the fact that there's a lot of misinformation out there. Again, you get these quote unquote truthers that are just planting seeds of fear in people, you know, that the last solar flare popped off, everybody said, Oh, this is the great solar flash we've been waiting for. I don't know how many times I have to say it guys, but the solar flash ain't coming anytime soon. We are still in solar cycle 25 that does not peak until 2025. And according to the astrology, we likely will not be feeling those peak solar energies until 2025, 2026. Because if you listen to the 2023 energy forecast, you would know we have some pretty significant events taking place around the 2025 to 2027 era, if you will. And that is when I think we are going to experience the great solar flash that we've all been waiting for. However, you know, you get these content creators out there that don't know a lick of truth, that just want to hype things up for their own, you know, algorithms. And it was really disappointing to see a lot of people like speak out on the latest solar flare, the latest human resonance, you know, data trying to, you know, push people into this concept that we're in, you know, revelational times with the sun cycle. Couldn't be furthest from the truth. You know, a lot of the spiritual stuff gets kind of exaggerated with those that just want to create good content. Um, I hate to tell you, but science is a thing. You know, <laughs> we need to blend science with spirituality. That's the middle ground. That's the balance point. And, you know, the solar cycle 25 is based off of science. So it would be indicative that we should kind of align with the science in this case. And, you know, of course, use our intuition, but blend the two together and actually make an informed decision on what we think is going on here. You know, y'all are spiritual and sensitive beings or else you wouldn't be tuning in here to listen to the energetic and spiritual forecast of our lives, which means that we all have intuition. We all have this, you know, feeling that will take over all of us collectively when there is a pivotal point in our evolution just around the corner. You know, we've seen that kind of mass consciousness, if you will, before some of the horrific planned events that have been taking place in our man-made divine script, 9-11 to be exact. You know, there was a lot of premonitions that came through to a lot of sensitive people before that even happened. And we've had a history here being on Earth of having premonitions, downloads, prophetic dreams right before a major shift in humanity's evolution. And I would think, I would just think that, you know, we're all going to get a pretty serious download. We're all going to be on the same page when we know that, you know, a major event is right around the corner. And let me tell you, my friends, this one ain't it. Now, it doesn't mean that it's not packing a powerful punch, but you know what? The full moon in Cancer being an ancestral magical time of transformation and healing should be a powerful punch. You know, the sun is our life force energy. It gives us all the DNA codes and activations that we need in order to clear up the junk that has been manipulated in our DNA template in order to prevent us from remembering who it is that we are and basically, you know, stepping back into our power. Um, the elitists, the globalists would hate for that to happen. So that's, you know, why we are in the environment and the circumstances that we are right now in the spiritual war that we're currently in. But all I'm getting at is that we're not off to such a good start. 
uh, here in 2023 with a lot of these quote unquote truthers just fear mongering around this solar pop off. I just like I said, just please use your discernment, use your intuition and just know that as we move throughout this year, and again, if you listen to the 2023 energy forecast, you would know that when Saturn moves into Pisces energy, we're definitely going to see, see the reels from the fakes. Okay, we are going to see the truthers from the exaggerated truthers, you know, the, the realm of um, I'm going to say real spirituality is going to be revealed and the illusion and delusionment around some of these fakers are definitely going to be revealed as well. And it's just to me, it's a prime setup. It's a prime framework uh, for what we're going to be experiencing over the next couple of years with Saturn in Pisces energy. So back to the ascension symptoms. So we had a lot of stomach and digestive upset around this full moon in cancer. And that is because, you know, there's a lot of worry. There's a lot of nerves. There's a lot of emotional processing going on and having cancer kind of impact that particular area of the body. It's no doubt that we are going to experience that coming into this week, just because again, we still are under the full moon in cancer energy and influence. But it's likely going to change. So depending on some of the signs and symptoms, the discomfort that you were experiencing over the last course of the week, it might take a different spin. Um, you might have extreme hunger, you might have extreme nausea, you might have heartburn, you might have gas bubbles, you might just, you know, be all over the place from one minute to the next. Again, we are going through a realignment, a recalibration of sorts. And we just purged, we just released a huge amount of emotional unconscious fragments of our past experiences. And we're going to need a little bit of time to literally digest that. Now, the extreme emotions are likely going to continue, especially in the beginning parts of this week. But a lot of that is because we're getting edgy, we're getting agitated. Why? Because Mars is about to go direct. We have been stunted, blocked, challenged, just absolutely restricted from taking any action out in the physical realm. We haven't been able to, you know, identify our passions, identify what it is we desire. We haven't been able to assert ourselves in any kind of way to go after anything that we actually identify that we want. And we are almost to that particular point where we're able to move forward. So again, I used this analogy a couple of days ago. I'm going to use it again because it was a good one. You know, when you're about to start a race and you're kind of, you know, pumped up and you're waiting for that, you know, gun to go off or the green flag to drop or whatever the case may be. And you're, you know, you're you're there. You're all full of this energy. You're actually afraid that you're going to jump the gun, that you're going to, you know, get disqualified by starting early but then there's another part of you that's like terrified that you're going to hear the gun go off or see the flag drop and and you're going to be stuck in a state of paralysis and then you're going to be behind and it's this type of you know do I stay or do I go type of energy that we're going to be experiencing as we approach the 12th which is when Mars actually goes direct and so the extreme emotions come in because we're we're on the edge here you know, there's a lot of restlessness, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of anticipation, our blood is boiling for all the right reasons, we're getting excitable, we're getting passionate, we're getting motivated, we're getting determined. And hopefully you would have spent this time while Mars was retrograde in Gemini energy to clearly 
think about what it is that you want to do with your time, your energy, your resources when Mars goes direct, where it is that you do want to assert yourself and make up for lost time. Because if you haven't thought about it, let me tell you, you're going to hit a brick wall pretty early on you're going to burn yourself out pretty early on you are not going to be as productive as you should be under this influence in this energetic window if you have not taken the time to do the work this is why I always preach to you do the work stay ahead of the game you know this is going to be a very powerful time it's a very short amount of time but a very powerful time for progress for productivity but if you have not done the work, you are just going to run around like a chicken with its head cut off and you will get nothing done. You will be that much further behind in trying to identify where it is that your path, your direction is calling you. And you're going to be wasting a lot of energy. And a lot of that energy is going to come out of the shadow realm of the experience, which is agitation, frustration, anger, right? Instead, we want to have a clear path, have a clear focus, have an objective, have a plan, have a strategy, be inspired, be motivated, be excitable. Those are the positive vibrations and frequencies of this energy. So we are going to feel the highs and lows and the everything in between as we kind of, you know, move out of this full moon in cancer energy, which is highly emotional anyways, and then move into this realm where we're starting to like, you know, get all revved up again because Mars is going to go direct. So pay attention to the way that you allow this energy to manifest in your physical body. This is a physical body manifestation of this energy because Mars rules over our physical energy, our physical action, the way we assert ourselves out in the world to align with new passions, new dreams, new desires, and how it is that we actually go after what it is that we want. So we might find that Okay, the floodgates come wide open. Well, we should have experienced that under the full moon in Cancer anyways, where, you know, there is a huge release of especially bodily fluids. Um, and there's a flood of memories. There's a flood of inspiration. There's a flood of excitement. There's a flood of sadness. Everything in between. There's highs, there's lows, there's everything in between. We have to feel it all in order to heal it all. We have to grow through what it is that we go through. And this is a prime example of that. So you might be vibrating, literally. Okay, you might be shaky. You might be unsturdy, unsafe on your feet. Why? Because you're holding fear in your knees. Why is that? Because you're about to make a move and you're afraid to make it. And why is that? Well, because this means that you're actually putting yourself out in the world and taking up a little bit of accountability for what you make happen out in the world instead of sitting back and letting the world kind of make things happen to you. This is a time to make things happen for you. It's a one word difference, but a whole shift in energy and a whole different kind of result that you get when you go out in the world and you make things happen instead of sitting home, sitting back and waiting for things to happen to you. So that shakiness should be a good indicator that a you have to work on your footing a little bit more balancing, grounding, identifying a focus, a plan, a strategy an objective, you might have tremors in your body. Okay, so especially in the lower extremities, if you have it from your hips down, this is a lot of anticipation or excitement, but mostly anticipation of making a move, of having an opportunity to move forward with nothing to blame, nothing to block you, nothing to stall you out. And again, being accountable and responsible for the action that you are going to take 
in a new path and a new direction to bring in a different set of opportunities because that is what we're doing here. So pay attention to the vibrating, the shakiness, the tremors, the uncertainty, the insecurities, the fears, the doubts that all will likely manifest in the lower extremities. In the upper extremities, let's talk about having a super dry throat, being super thirsty all the time, having dry skin, dry patches, skin breaking, uh, dry lips, dry eyes, a lot of this dryness, again, we just went through a what I like to call a relubrication type of time with this recalibration, this realignment. Now, we just moved out of a time where the fluids were oily. They were abundant. We had overabundant earwax. We had watery eyes. We had phlegm and discharge coming out of all the orifices. Well, now we're going to jump to the opposite extreme and dry things up a bit so that we can find a common middle ground, a comfortable middle ground in our new bodily alignment. So pay attention to where the dryness is kind of illuminating where it is that there needs a little bit more of attention, a little bit more lubrication, if you will. We can do that through the, I'm going to say, emotional awareness of where it is that things are essentially drying up, where there's been too much excitement, too much action, too much anger, it dries things up. We have to think of our bodies as the elemental energy gauge of where it is that we're at. So when we're in a time that we just moved out of where, you know, the fluids were kind of overwhelming and, and running rampant, well, that's too much emotion. It, it's too much of our inner realm, just not having a focus, not having a container. When we go to dryness, well, that's too much fire, too much anger, too much excitement, too much passion, too much of a lot of inner realm, I'm going to say emotion without the action, right? We're waiting for the action that comes with Mars going direct, but we're not there yet. So now it's like we're containing this inner fire, we're containing this inner flame, and it's burning through our going to say healthy lubrication. And that creates some dryness in our bodies. So we want to pay attention to where that is taking place. Now the phlegm, I'm going to say that the phlegm is going to dry up. Although we will have little bouts of coughing or, or clearing of the throat that will get those little last little gross little chunkies up out of our chest. And that is just the last remnants of this emotional purge, this emotional release that we're all doing under the full moon in Cancer. Now, we talked about psychic abilities coming online. A lot of that is because we entered into a new karmic chapter in the solstice on the 21st of December when we had the solstice energy um, and this full moon in Cancer being about ancestral magic and transformation and healing. Um, we just had an opportunity to level up in our psychic abilities and they're coming in hot. They're coming in heavy. So let me just say that uh, I feel... First of all, that a lot of the psychic abilities that just got jacked up, turned up, kind of hopped up on steroids, they're going to be affecting our visuals first and foremost, because we're seeing things absolutely differently. Keep in mind that we are kind of past the midpoint, if you will, of Mercury's retrograde. Mercury will be going direct on the 18th, which means that we are shifting now. Okay, when we first move into a Mercury retrograde, we're super focused on the past. We are looking back. We couldn't stay present or look ahead if we're paid to. But as we approach the middle point of a Mercury retrograde, we start looking back and then we piece it together to this present moment. 
And then we take this present moment, we can project it ahead into a future element, and then we can bring it back to the present moment and see how it all connects. Now that we're moving into the last part of Mercury's retrograde, we're going to start focusing a bit more on the present moment and on the future. And because of this essential, I'm going to say, shift in our perception, our perspective, our understanding, our vision, our focus, we are going to see the psychic abilities manifest more in our visual sensory system than anything. So what does this mean? Well, floaters, it means orbs, it means seeing flashes of light, sparkles. Um, if you're seeing sparkles like out in the sky, maybe you're seeing the threads of the matrix, maybe you're seeing, you know, rainbows, maybe you're just seeing like glitter, you know, off the corner of your peripheral. All of that is just a different level of spectrum that our vision is able to actually interpret. And we're going to be experiencing a lot of different visual changes because we're seeing things differently and we are seeing the past differently and the present differently and the future differently because it all is connected. And we're having some pretty powerful aha moments and some powerful ideas and insights come into our highest realm of intellect, which essentially changes the course of how we see our lives in its entirety. What I also want to say is that usually when we have, you know, a psychic upgrade, it affects our auditory experience as well. Here's the thing, though. I don't think this has anything to do with ear ringing. I don't think this has anything to do with the beeping, with the sirens, with the high pitch frequencies of hearing, you know, electrical outlets or appliances in a different way like we have been exploring over the past couple of months. What I think this is, is noticing silence, noticing peace, and how freaking loud that silence is. Now that doesn't mean to be a bad thing. But when you are in a state where there is silence, it's, it's very jarring. It's very, um, it, it, you notice it, right? And it's not very often that we find ourselves in a state of silence. And I just feel that there's going to be more and more moments where we do experience silence. And a lot of that is because we're moving into a different framework of this new earth, this new reality that we're building. There's a defragging process going on in the matrix right now, where obviously we've been seeing since 2020, the matrix kind of be dismantled and destroyed piece by piece. And the new codes that are very foreign, very unfamiliar are being written. And there are very pivotal moments in this physical reality where we can tell by the physical surroundings and the circumstances that we're in that something has shifted. And I feel like we are moving through a very quiet time anyways. It's an introverted time. We are wrapping up, you know, the ending cycle of this astrological calendar. Um, this is a time of introflection. This is a time of introspection. This is a time of inner work, inner journey. This is where the dark night of the soul usually gets ignited. There's a lot of realignment, a lot of recalibration, a lot of quietness that needs to take place in order for us to sit in the stillness of our existence and truly be reflective. But what I want to say is, as I think that those moments of silence are becoming a little bit more frequent and not in the, I'm going to say soothing part of like, Oh wow, it's super quiet. This is great. It's like almost abrupt, like, Oh man, it's super quiet. Like did somebody forget to turn the matrix on today? 
Like, did somebody forget to trigger the traffic noise today? Like, you know, where where's the sound guys? It's almost like, you know, the the Truman show that we're living in. Somebody forgot to turn the sound on. And those moments are going to be very loud and, and a lot more apparent than they have been in the past. I feel like the head pressure is still going to be a thing. We're still processing a lot. Mercury is still retrograde. Um, headaches are going to come and go. The, the headache worm, if you will, the moving headache is likely going to be a very temporary experience, but it is going to be a thing. I feel like we're going to have to work very hard on making sure that we loosen our jaw, that we do jaw exercises so that we don't hold the tension in our jaw and don't kind of create tooth aches where there doesn't need to be any. Um, I feel like we're going to continue to be a little bit spacey and find it very hard to kind of find the words that we want to use because again, Mercury is retrograde. Um, but I also feel like we're going to have moments of brilliance. And this is a lot to do with Mercury kind of shifting into the present moment, projecting ourselves and our sights onto the future. Uh, we also have Mercury and Uranus making a very powerful aspect here this week, which opens the higher and lower level intellects and makes them kind of commune with one another, makes them align with one another. And that is where true inspiration, epiphanies, aha moments and life changing perspectives actually materialize. So it's going to be a lot of um, spaciness, a lot of dizziness at times. It might feel like you're in a snow globe and somebody just picked that snow globe up and shook you real good. Um, it's a discombobulating feeling, um, but it is 100% needed at this time because like I said, we're about to be realigned in a big way when Mercury and Mars are both direct and we're going to make up for a lot of lost time. We're going to make a lot of progress and it all kind of starts with having a fresh perspective on our lives, on the details within it. And that is coming at us this week. So guys, I think that's where I'm going to wrap it up here for today. I want to thank you once again for your patience, for your love, for your support, for your understanding, for tuning in, for liking, for sharing, for commenting, all of those beautiful things that really help this horrible algorithm that you two has that just prevents people from hearing the information that they need to hear in order to be their best selves. I don't know why we are seeing you know, my numbers just absolutely fall into the darkness, the pit of abyss here. I don't really feel like I talk about the hot topics that are normally censored. It is absolutely defeating and very discouraging and very disappointing to constantly see my numbers go down each and every day. Um, but you know what? I I don't want to let the numbers dictate how valuable it is for us to be doing the work and staying aligned with the energy and staying ahead of the game so that we can navigate these obstacles, these energy shifts with as much grace and as much ease as possible. So regardless of the numbers, regardless of the censorship, regardless of what is going on here with this whole YouTube channel thing, um, I'm going to continue to show up, continue to do what I do. I know that my information is reaching the right people at the right time and validating the experience that you're currently going through for you so that you don't feel so cray cray and you don't feel so alone. But it is very important to interact, to comment, to share, to like, uh, to help me really kind of, you know, beat this big boss of an algorithm down and make sure that, you know, we're all coming together. We're all unifying. We're all aligning. We're all connecting so that we can move through these very difficult times together. 
So I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you not only showing up for me, but for showing up for yourself. I hope you have a beautiful day, a beautiful weekend, a beautiful week ahead. And of course, I'm sending you nothing but love. We'll talk to you soon.